everyone, welcome back to It Was All a Stream. I am Chris here with my co-host and cousin Neil. What's going on, man? Welcome back. As always, a lot to talk about. Inter- I, I I think I've gotten uh, a hot take on our TV viewings for this this episode. I've got I've got things to say. Okay, so let's let's start with something that I know you just witnessed. Yes, and that is the uh, first trailer that we have gotten for Thor: Love and Thunder. First official Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, I starting with Ragnarok. I guess, and that was the last one. So yeah, you know, I can't say. But because I, I think Thor two was just god awful. It but, wasn't great. Um, they I, this is exactly what I want. I, the soundtrack tremendous. Uh, the like vibrancy amazing. He's now become kind of like a space, uh, the dude from the Big Lebowski. Which yeah, he was definitely you know Lebowski Thor in the last Avengers movie, which was hysterical, but now he's just kind of walking the earth and, or walking the galaxy and finding himself. I think it's genius, but are we like this, this seemed, it felt to me a little multiversal. Didn't it seem that way to you? Like, I don't think that's what's her name. It is. It is. It's the it is. Natalie yes. Portman from yes from this universe. Yeah. So okay. like I, I can give you a little uh, background uh, right. in the comics. There is a fairly recent storyline. Got it. Um, where um, Thor, I guess, falls out of favor, or loses his powers, or whatever, mm. and then meanwhile, uh a new Thor comes about and takes his place. And I think a similar thing happens as well, where his hammer was broken yes, and it comes back together for the new Thor who gets the okay. powers. And then it's later revealed that it's Jane Foster, who is the new Thor. And she has been, um, I don't know if this was prior to getting the powers or afterwards, but she is battling cancer. Got it. During it. And so when she gains the power, she's not weak anymore. And when she lets go of it. But I think there's also something where when she's using the hammer and being Thor, it's progressing her sickness further or something like that. Oh, um, I haven't okay. read the storyline. I've just kind of read up about it. Got it. Um, so this is... I believe the same universe as Thor and um, or Jane Foster and what's happening. I believe they confirmed that she does get sick from when she was basically an infinity stone in Thor, the dark world. I think that's where they're kind of tying it in and she gets sick from that. All right. I like your analysis. I like, I like the movie you're making. Yeah. Because that makes sense to me. And it also helps retcon the dumpster fire of Thor 2. Yeah. And and I know the only reason why um, 
Natalie Portman signed back on was yeah. because she was going to get to like be a, a hero and not like just the damsel in distress. Okay. I also think Natalie Portman needs to just cool her jets. She was, she Let me was tell you the something, queen though. of the galaxy in Star Wars. Let me tell you something. She, oh yeah, but I think that's specific to just this, uh, the, oh. this franchise, but she is got jacked for this movie. I noticed a little jackness. Good for her. Like I did catch that. She really she bulked up for this role. I, I saw yeah. something about the she was doing a bunch of weight training and stuff. Is like she definitely looks different. Um, they yeah, were like, I, I saw that that thing online it was Chad May on Madala. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, I really liked the trailer. I was excited to finally get it. I think there was something about this is the um, closest to a movie release that Marvel has put out a, the, its first trailer for. I okay. think because the, the, the movie releases in July. Oh, I, I believe. And so this is like last time it was Spider Man No Way Home which was however many months. Now, this time, the, the new record for Marvel is they didn't put out the first trailer right. until like three, two, three months before the movie came out. Word. Um, and we haven't... The only piece we're missing from this trailer, we got pretty much everyone. We get a brief glimpse at Russell Crowe as Zeus. Right. Um, we get to see, you know, the return of Korg. We get to see the return of Valkyrie, who yeah. seems to be ruling New Asgard. Um, mm-hmm. We see all of the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, back. Um, the only person we have not seen yet is uh, Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. Which I can't wait for. I, I, Christian Bale has had his many, many problems with the, the the peace-loving people of the world but i i do think he acts his ass off like i am i like i want to see what he does yeah yeah i'm with that i want um, to see what he does and i like he can be obviously he was batman he could be charming he could be physical he can do all that thing but he played an incredibly menacing neurotic like really intensely human villain in uh, American Psycho. So like, I'm curious to see his take on a superhero villain. Yes, absolutely. I see that. Absolutely. I think it's going to be, this is going to be a good villain for him to be too, because again, in the, in the comics, kind of his storyline and background is Gore is a character who sees his basically his world shatter right and and get destroyed and he's one of the only survivors and he i guess and i could be getting this wrong just like i was getting the jane foster stuff wrong because i'm doing this off the top of my head but he um he wonders where the gods are why they haven't helped him what right. they have all this power and they haven't done anything and so that's why that's what starts him to go seek out and destroy the gods because 
Like they didn't do anything for him. He doesn't believe in them now. Right. So it could be a, like something like, like that, that with, notion, the, with, the, with a foundation like that of a, of a but, like character kind of that's perfect for a character actor like Christian Bale. Who like, but when we're talking about gods, who's holding that thunderbolt? Do we get like a Zeus figure? Well, we know that we have Zeus right. in this movie, in the trailer. I think it's, um, I think it's all of them because in this world, there's a, there's a bunch of the, the gods aren't necessarily God right. in the MCU. You know right. what I mean? It's more uh, gods are more all powerful or not all powerful, but extremely powerful beings. What interests me is because it seemed a little um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not fake, but like costume jewelry e. Okay. The, the lightning bolt. Yeah. So what made me think about like, are we really getting Zeus or are we getting like, was that, did he go to like a play and Zeus is the character in the play? You know, I don't know. So like, I, I think to be the gods. I want. I to- think what might happen, and I forget what I was watching that they brought this up, but I thought it was kind of a good point or a good prediction i think we're not getting a lot of screen time from russell crowe's zeus okay i think he may potentially be one of the first quote-unquote gods to be killed by the god butcher i okay I, i like that notion i think this is a good segue to to moon knight Ah, because we're getting overlap of different mytho- like mythological gods in history, right? Because in Thor, you have um, the the Norse gods. You're now they're going to be introducing Greek gods, and in Moon Knight, we have Egyptian gods. Yes, which. All right, are we have we segued in? Let's segue. Let's just swerve right into Moon Knight. Let's swerve let's right it. in. I want you to go because I have feelings. Okay, so we last time we spoke, we talked about episodes one and two. Now we have since seen episodes three and four. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, cool. So I think episode four overall is the best episode that we've gotten from Moon Knight. Yes, that's correct. Episode four is. Yes. Um, so I think we could talk about three and four as a whole, just as one as one thing as well. Three was actually probably, in my mind, the least consequential of all the episodes that we've gotten. Least consequential. It was kind least... of a transitional episode. Yes. The only thing that it establishes um, that's kind of new, that kind of gets a little bit more reinforced in episode four, is the potential for a third personality of uh, Mark Spector, Stephen Grant. Um, In the comic books, he has another personality named Jake Lockley. Um, That's who people are thinking is the third one here. But 
there's the moment in episode three where Mark Spector kind of wakes up from blacking out with a knife in, in the guy he's interrogating. Right. And he says, Stephen, what did you do? And Stephen says, it was not me. I didn't do it. What was weird about it is that they just kind of yada yada it and continue about their business. Yeah. I would imagine the two of them would make the connection, like would be a little concerned that for whatever reason, they killed somebody that neither of them remembers. Um, So I think it's fairly obvious that there's another personality that's yet to be introduced. And that kind of doubled down for me with um, uh, obviously we're talking heavily spoilers here as well Mm -hmm. um, with uh, the hospital, the mental hospital scene where Mark Spector is running around the hallway. He goes to uh, into one room where he frees Stephen Grant from a right. tomb and they meet physically for the first time. And then they're running some more and they go past another room that has an upright tomb kind of wriggling around with someone else trying to get out that they ignore. Which... I think that's the, I think that's the third personality. Excuse me. I agree that that's the third personality. We've now seen uh, Mr. Knight and Moon Knight both in action. Yes. I have come to not despise his other personality. It's like English character. Stephen Grant. Stephen Grant. I've come yep. to not despise him. Okay. However, Chris, I'm just going to say, and, and this is it. This is all there is. Uh, I really need them to, to blow my socks off in this next episode because they're losing me. Interesting. Okay. I'm a history guy. I enjoy the concept here. I like what they're doing with the gods. I get it all. I mean, the character was never really my bag. I've encountered him over the years, uh, comics, etc., some crossovers, but not really my thing. I was willing to take this chance because, again, I just like I'm happy to live in a world where there's a Moon Knight live action television. Okay. But I just don't feel anything. That's my hot take. I feel nothing for this. Like, okay. what is the what, perhaps it's because we're spoiled for having everything be connected to a larger universe and stakes and everything else. Yeah. But I feel like there's no connection. There's no tissue that is joining this with the rest of comicdom, the world. With the rest of the MCU. This feels so alien to me. Well, so I think a couple things. One is I believe it's purposefully made that way. Okay. From the beginning, the creators and and even like Oscar Isaac and, and um, Ethan Hawke said the, the reason why they signed up mm. for this was because it could be a standalone right. show because it wasn't heavily connected to the MCU. That's mm. why they wanted to do it. For whatever reason, it would be a turnoff if it was a large part of the MCU. They wanted it to be standalone and separate. Right. Um, so that's why it definitely feels very different uh, from what we've gotten um, previously in the Disney Plus shows. That being said, um, one, 
I think we're going to get those connections in the next two episodes. I think they've just okay. saved them. Uh, that's just me completely speculating. I have no evidence of that whatsoever. That's just my hunch. Right. Um, I, so like, I think part of it also is that the one criticism I will give of the show is that it seems like it's watered down from what they could have done. Oh, sure. As far as the, the yeah. horror is concerned, the, yes. the violence or and the fighting, yeah. it all seems very watered down um, because it's Disney Plus and it's this Disney. should probably be closer to um, what we got. Not even that level, something closer to like what we got with like um, the Netflix Marvel shows, like a Daredevil or Jessica Jones, where it's a little bit more darker and grittier than we're actually getting. It's Agreed. almost like they're trying to pretend like this is really dark and gritty, but we've already gotten Daredevil. We know what they can do yeah. in the MCU. I like they that. haven't okay, gone yeah. fully leaned into it. Um, that being said, I also think another issue is that I, I don't know if this is a criticism or not. Um, that we are getting almost a different genre week to week. Well, where... with the last two episodes, it was <clears throat> like, for example, I'm, I'm not the biggest Ethan Hawke fan, and he's, he's Ethan Hawking his way through this series. Yeah. And I'm tolerating it. But like in the last episode, where they're having this trial. Okay. Okay. I think it was the most, uh, as you said, it was the most interesting. It was the best episode of the season so far. But as far as genre goes, like that was unique. Like I was like, okay, I'm interested in what's happening here. As opposed to the rest of it, which is I couldn't even put a, a, a genre on. Like, what would you even call the last three, ep- the first three episodes? So I think with like the the first episode, you're getting obviously introduced, and it's almost like a, a mystery, th- like um, uh, like psychosis thriller, right. you know. Um, then you're kind of, uh, with the second episode, I'm trying to remember what happens episode to episode. Um, second episode, you're getting more action. That's when you're really seeing Moon Knight fully in action. Right. Um, third episode, you have the, the, the trial and the journey to, to, um, get the piece of the map that they need. And then this past episode, you're getting bits of horror with the um more horror with this past episode i'll give you that yeah with the um creatures that guard the the temple that they're in the pyramid that they're in and then you're also getting almost like an indiana jones vibe as well where they're venturing in and they're looking for the art lost artifact and they're trying to figure out where it is. And there's traps and stuff like, 
So you're getting kind of that vibe as well. But again, yeah. they're, they're kind of, it's changing week, to, oh, not even episode to episode, week to week. Week to it's week. changing mid episode because you're right. getting the Indiana Jones in the first third right. of the episode, of, of episode four, let's say. You're getting Indiana Jones in the first third. Then you're getting the horror elements in the second third. Correct. And in the third third, you're getting the huge. Like science fictiony twist, where oh, he's yeah. in whatever's going on there, and we could kind of dive into that further of what we think is happening there. So, spoiler alert: we're referring to the potential other personalities, or we're referring to the capture and imprisonment of Conchu. So, we're talking about the mental institution. Ending oh, of episode right. four. Right. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. So, all right. So let's do recap. A, they have this trial. Ethan Hawke shows up and yes. hawks his way through that whole scene. And then... Correct. Get horrible attempt by Kanchu to, like... Yes. Pr- also, they're got, they can't just go, like, watch what he's doing, that he's clearly got I a huge excavation site. Yes. Like, what, like do you, what do they think he's doing? He says, oh, is it a crime to stroll through the desert? It's like, you can just go and look and see what he's yeah. doing. Like, what do you Send someone to follow hole, bro. What's or, with the big like, hole? Hey, Oscar Isaac, maybe like take a picture or two take a picture. With, with a smartphone and bring it with right. you to the to the trial. But whatever. Um, so, yes, that happens. And then they go off and find the piece of the map they need yes. to because they're like okay well we're not going to be able to stop him from digging for Amit's tomb so Correct. let's go find the piece of the map they do that they go out into the desert and in order to use the map it's a, a map of constellations of stars of what it looked like the night the map was created and Amit was buried wow. so that means that Kanshu has to use some some magic to turn back and that was the a stars. Cool scene. That was I'm very good cool. with that scene. That was a cool and scene. as a result, he is punished by the Egyptian gods because he was right. warned, and he is basically banished and put into this little stone um, sculpture of himself. And which is what I thought was really interesting is that um, there are so many of those statues where seemingly so many of the Egyptian gods have been trapped almost like they are cannibalizing themselves where every so often they're banishing another member of their circle and the circle is just getting smaller and smaller because there's only like, you know, five, six, six gods in that trial. And then when he's going and putting Kanchu's statue in its little cubby, there's a whole wall it's a little cubby. of other yes. statues with their own cubbies. But yes, and all of this is very, as you said, Indiana Jonesy, which finally got me interested. Okay. And now you've got this twist ending. You've got great effects with the, the like the magic they had to use, and and there's a little bit of a stake at the end of yep. this. So, Go ahead. So, uh, yeah. just to to connect here from where we're at currently to the the ending that we want to talk about um then we get you know they 
discover where Amit's tomb is. The excava- right. the excavation site is completely empty, so they're all assuming that everyone's in the pyramid. They don't see right. the signs of blood and stuff in the camp or whatever. They go into the pyramid. They come across the creatures that are guarding the pyramid and, and the, the pharaoh that they realize is yeah. buried there. Um uh, Mark Spector slash Stephen Grant gets separated from Layla. Yes, they get. I'm, separated. An, I'm done with her too. I find her unappealing and not. Interesting. <laughs> he finds the tomb yes. and realizes that it's Alexander the Great, who which was, was cool. Yes, he was the avatar of Amit, yes. and that's where Amit was buried. I Meanwhile, that. um. Arthur Harrow, Ethan Hawke's character, yes. runs into Layla and drops the bomb that Mark Spector was there when her father was assassinated by Correct. a merc- his partner mercenary. So she yeah. then finds Mark Spector and decides right now is the time to really hash out what happened with her father while Arthur Harrow and his men are coming in. And so Mark has to fess up. He didn't kill her father but he was the one who brought the guy who killed him and yes. he killed he was supposed to die too he shot him too but was brought back to life by conscience whatever so then arthur harrow comes in layla goes and hides and he shoots right mark in the chest two times he falls back into the water and then it almost looks like we're going into like the sunken place from like yes. get out That's and then we analogy. wake up and the big twist is Mark Spector is in a mental hospital. In a mental hospital. With all of the characters from the show are in there with him. As Everyone who works for Harrow yep. are the the um like the doctors and the nurses, and everyone else that are like friends or you know, people in uh Stephen Grant's life are patients in there. So you get the the lady from the gift shop, his yep. boss. Uh, you get the the statue guy, the living statue guy is in there. Like they're all patients. And then, you know, obviously Harrow is the, the main doctor treating Mark. And Mark realizes something's off. Cool. And then it ends. And runs away. But do we believe, here's what it is. At the end of the day, I, I'm, of, I'm of two minds of this. One, obviously... He's not insane, and that's not that's not how the show's gonna. Obviously, this is. They tried to present it as it was a possibility that this all was happening in Mark's head, which was believable up until he goes actually goes into Harrow's office and you start looking around and you see Egyptian stuff in there, and you're like, "That's too okay." Uh, He yeah, he wouldn't have all of that if he was a actual psychiatrist. Do you think that this, so like my, my theory is either they, they rose Amit from the grave and remade the world. Cause essentially that was the notion. Okay. We're going to, you know, through the power of this God, we're going to stop, uh, crime before it happens. Minority report style. Right and remake the world so right. do you think that that is what has happened or 
has he captured him and and is trying to siphon out some unknown piece of information so what i think through, is, through mind trickery what i think is that um mark slash steven yes. are in some sort of purgatory who like dead and in a purgatory like they're dead but not quite dead like they have okay. the chance to come back to life because I... we know it's already happened with mark right where yes. he gets shot and then Kanchu brings him back to life mm-hmm. and gives him a second chance so i think but Kanchu can't do that now Kanchu can't right but we've already seen one god that they run into yeah. at the hospital so i think this is some sort of like weird purgatory that egyptian that purgatory. they're in where he's hasn't quite fully died yet he still has the chance to come back that's what i think is happening okay all right or it's he is dying from yeah. the gunshot wounds and, and he's just in this portion is happening right. in his head so either way, either way, it's like some sort of purgatory. I, I, I think it's reminiscent of, and um, this was another thing that I saw online, and I feel bad that I never actually credit the people I see the stuff from, but they called out um, the episode from The Sopranos. Right. Oh, and yeah. Tony right. Soprano is in the hospital he's bed. He's in the coma. He's in the coma, and you see what he's kind of dreaming yeah. in his coma, and he's like, "Does he let go, or does he like he's in a kind of a purgatory?" I think it could be something like that. I agree. Well, all right. So, but if it is, if it's like regular purgatory, I don't know because I, I, it's too, it's too specific to be. Like just he's in he's in a coma dream and he's gonna wake up. But if it's if it's a purgatory type situation, what is the thing that is gonna get him out and not hawking or that's gonna end it? Um it could it's gonna be a combination of the the Egyptian god's power, and okay. then I'm thinking maybe like Layla is gonna have to play a part in it. Gotcha. Like maybe she's gonna have to forgive Mark or something like that, and then he'll be able to come back. I don't know. Um, but obviously the the gods are gonna have some say in him coming yeah, back. Um, you know he's kind of got somewhat of an ally from that one god who pointed him in the direction, the right direction, whose avatar, I guess, pointed him in the right direction of the the star map. Right. Um, so. That's that's what I think is happening. I don't think Amit has been released yet because that would be too quick of a turn to actually release Amit. I'm sure there's got to be some sort of process for that. Yes. Um, sort of paperwork filled out. So, yes, exactly. So that's what I think is going on there. But we are we're certainly going to find out. Well, I, I'm going to tune in again, but I think we need to liven it up a little. Okay all i have to say on that fair enough fair enough let's move on to some rolling or trolling but before that Mm. this is kind of a more than a rolling or trolling here this portion i because there's uh recently discovery has purchased warner media 
for $43 billion. Like you do. And the CEO, uh, David Zaslav, um, has basically said he's looking to overhaul DC and revitalize the brand for the new era. Um, That they want a major overhaul and they want more movies like The Joker and they want a Kevin Feige-like figure. Um, And insiders are claiming that they believe many of the DC characters like Superman need to be revitalized after being underutilized in the DC extended universe for so long. So yes, that's a lot. That is a lot. I With mean, all of that being said, yeah. what would you do? Yeah. And this is, this is a big question. Yeah. Like, what would you do? Like, you are the the guy in charge of what happens with DC, right? After Discovery has just purchased it, what would you do with their properties as far as it comes to you know television and and movies? What? Oh, like, okay. What would your plan with, be with the DC properties? What, what would my stays? Plan be? What goes? What gets? revitalized what like what happens there okay i'll tell you exactly what happens um i begin instantly forming my justice league but unlike what they did by just starting with the justice league i go back now okay and i would start on i would uh, all right i recast everything everybody goes the movies all go they all go. I would instantly come out with a Batman Beyond film. I would go right to a film uh, with Michael Keaton and an actor to be named later in the Terry McGinnis role. Then I would look at the television series Flash and Arrow and I would use them and those actors as my bedrock, but they would be cameos in future movies. So on one track, I'd have my Batman Beyond universe that could potentially transition into a television series, like maybe do a show, a movie, and then a season of a show, and then maybe another movie or something like that. But how would I break in Flash and Arrow as guest stars in a movie. What would the movie be? I don't want it to be a Batman movie because I think we're Batman saturated. I don't want it to be a Joker movie because it's part of that universe. I think I would pluck a little from a little more obscurity in the, in the DC world. I'd have to go with a kid, some some other character that hasn't had his day yet but i have to think about that but i would have them show up as as cameos in that get the world talking and then and then build my build up to my justice league through television and TV and movies so i here's what i think yes I think that um, 
I, I think that what needs to happen would be you mm. actually need to phase out the CW oh, television I think show it's properties. A mistake. And the reason, are you currently watching any of the CW shows? Flash. Well, uh, you know, catching up to the end of Flash. Okay. And we're like, how many seasons into that are we? I'm looking at this. Eight seasons. Yes. Low. That's a full run for a television show. Like Absolutely. that's going to be winding down on its own. But that's the why they're guest stars. So like my thing is, I don't think those are big enough shows and properties to warrant like a big, like it's not going to be a big enough impactful enough cameo that's not that's not like roping here's in your people here's why i disagree with your you. movies i disagree with you because we're living through the time where what's his name who's that guy playing the current flash it's kind of my point exactly yeah but that's no but that's the thing grant gustin no not grant gustin i know oh, oh, oh ezra ezra miller ezra miller sucks and everybody's like, I wish it was Grant Gustin. And that's, I said this years that's ago. That's fine. That's fine. But what you're doing there is, I don't think he, if say that you were going to have Grant Gustin play yes. the Flash in the movie, I don't think it's the same CW Flash. It's a movie Flash. But here's why. All right. But, but let, me, let me give you context. I, the show's going to wind down. I don't see this as as giving life back to okay. either one of those characters. But Flash, even powerful though he may be, he's still a side character when it comes to the top three. Wonder Woman, okay. Batman, Superman. Even he's kind of a side character when it comes to Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, and Martian Manhunter. Yep. So I think you can have Grant Gustin and Amel reprise their roles as kind of side hustles in the overall scheme in other people's movies and then eventually show up in a, in a culmination Justice League film. But how the way I would have them show up is I would have them show up in a Martian Manhunter movie. Okay. And then just boom, drop that and start from there because now you're, you're starting from like a Martian Manhunter would be the, the, the guardians of the galaxy of the DC world. No one expects anything from Martian Manhunter. So, so here's, here's what I would do. Yeah. I think there are certain pieces that you would keep that have yet to come out and that have recently come out. So those pieces being um, TV-wise, Peacemaker. Yes. Um, you definitely keep that. Movie-wise, The Batman. Totally. And I think largely I would want to keep the heroes separated. Okay. As much as I could. So I'm not really focused on building towards a Justice League movie. I'm more because I don't know how. Okay. 
I don't know how. Um, I don't know how Matt Reeves' Batman fits with the supernatural, like Superman, Wonder Woman, because that's so grounded. Right. That I think that has to be its own universe bubble in itself, right? Which they're kind of starting to build out where they just announced, and this is part of rolling or trolling, they just announced that there's going to be a Batman 2 with Matt Reeves coming back to direct and Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz confirmed coming back. You're going to get a um, Penguin HBO Max television show um, talking about his coming up into power um, in Gotham. You're going to get an Arkham uh, Asylum television show on HBO Max. So like that world is starting to build up and I like that that's going to be almost like its own little universe that you Uh could start building out from there. That's what I would do. I like the idea that um, there's, I think all the TV needs to be shifted to HBO Max, which I think they're going to do that anyways, um, where they're already working on a, uh, a Green Lantern HBO Max show. Right. That's been ordered, and that's that's coming to HBO Max. I think that's a great place for Green Lantern and the Green Lantern Corps. Um, and so if you could start kind of building out like that, um, that's how I would do it. Obviously, you need a brand new take on Superman. Like, obviously, that can be movies as well, but I think it all needs to be like they're all in their own kind of separate universes mm-hmm. because I find all of the DC heroes harder to connect as I... opposed to MCU. The MCU is much more easy to layer and, and connect everybody. And I feel like with DC, I, I don't know. I, I they're not as as easy. Yeah. It's not as seamless. I, I think I think you you only feel that way because it get, Marvel has spent ten years layering everyone in. Possibly, but I also do believe in zigging when others zag as well. Okay, okay that's fine. I mean, but they DC has always done standalone work and then when they've tried to incorporate it has backfired right right but instead of going totally back to the drawing board i would take elements that have worked and i think those two are the shining examples of what have worked and then just erase everything else well i think well i think we're also going to get that because i think the the flash movie is well, that's the gonna soft be re- is going to yeah. be the soft reset which is great like let's reset but i think i do i think you can layer things in i think you i think the people that need to be introduced in other people's films and then immediately given their own thing or actually what would be what would work great as a television show is a john stewart green lantern so I'm sure we're going to get introduced to him in yes. the Green Lantern show. Right. And then I would imagine there's there could that be spin-offs work. and stuff from that. If if all yeah. goes well with that. Um I would think I would think that's going to be successful cuz I think that's a good place for that 
character in that world. Agreed. Um, but anyways, we, we, we won't go dive too further into too DC. Maybe we'll, we'll do some planning and pitching for another episode. Um, let's do some actual rolling or trolling. We have a couple here. Yes. Uh, the first is Elon Musk bought Twitter. Oh, musky. $44 billion. Oh, he is paying musky. for it. Um, the sale likely won't go officially through for a couple of months, uh, but he, Twitter has agreed to his offer of $44 billion. Neil, yeah. what are your thoughts? Because there's a lot of takes on this. My take on this, my thoughts, as it were, It's a terrible idea. This is terrible. He, while he might be great for space exploration and the like, apparently he just wants to create a platform where any lunatic can say anything at any moment of the day. And he's like, they're, they're citing him as being a strictest or an absolutist. That's the word, an absolutist, absolutist. when it comes to free speech yeah he's selling himself as that but he's not that in in like actuality i here here's my take because there's there's the one side that yes sees him as like the savior of free speech because people don't like that they can't say literally anything they want on twitter um then there's the other side that thinks that this is the beginning of the end to democracy as we know it. Or it's like, yes, that is true. Maybe let's just like reason this out a little bit. Um, I don't think that Elon Musk buying Twitter is politically motivated. I think it's motivated by his own self-interests and business interests. Um, I think that while people think he's going to be a huge proponent of free speech, I don't know how much he's actually going to be changing to the current Twitter policies because he's already been kind right. of backing off the enthusiasm that he had for his um, absolutionism or whatever he says about the First Amendment. Um, Indeed. I just think that, like, it's... Uh, I'm kind of at the point where it's like, is there some other billionaire that would have bought Twitter that would have made me happy or made people happy? You know what I mean? I think either way, no matter what, someone really rich was going to own that company, whether it wasn't sold and it's just a group of really rich people owning it or it's Elon Musk or it's Oprah or it's like whoever wants to buy it. It's going to be a rich person controlling how people communicate. Does this, does this totally eradicate all of the previous restrictions put on? Like, does he walk in and say, okay, everybody that was banned is back. Everybody. I don't think that. No, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think he, He, I don't think he could take a PR hit like that because it's it's similar to like the the famous um, MJ quote that he took a lot of heat for back in the day 
when yeah. Michael Jordan said Republicans buy sneakers too. Yeah. Right. When he was basically yeah. talking about why he didn't really get involved in politics. Well, it kind of right. goes the other way around too. Right. Yeah. Democrats like, say liberals buy buy Teslas well. too. Yeah. <laughs> you know what Agreed. I mean? So it's like he's I don't think he wants to he wants to piss the least amount of people off as possible. That's fair. Because he's someone who cares more about the bottom line than he does about free speech, frankly. <laughs> Quite so frankly. I, 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 and, you know, the, the idea that the, the First Amendment, which was created to prevent the government from censoring you, the, the idea that that in any way has anything to do with Twitter outside of the government buying Twitter is kind of insane to me. I just don't get it. I don't understand the connection. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, But anyways, those are, those are all my thoughts. I I had a lot of thoughts building up on that whole situation. I'm glad I could get it out. I'm glad glad you could get it out. I think, I think we're, I'm hopeful we're all going to be fine. Yes. I I do hope it's not the end of democracy. Although, I do feel like someone has started the car. Someone may have have pressed the button in the Tesla. Some, someone has <laughs> pressed the button in the Tesla. Yeah. Yes. Um, Netflix. Let's keep talking about uh, Major tech Corp. news. Yeah, Netflix has announced that they would be cracking down on password sharing after. Uh, reportedly losing uh, around 200,000 subscribers in the last quarter and its stock quickly plummeting by more than 35%. Uh, You know why they lost 200,000 followers and they went down 35%? Because they keep raising their prices and they're not raising their quality. That's why. Yeah, I agree with that 100%. What, What new has... Here's the thing with Netflix. Yeah. They started out by brilliantly licensing out huge properties yes. to play on their streaming service without the companies who were licensing these properties out realizing they could just go and make their own streaming platform. This is great. We are now at the point where all of those places made their own streaming platforms. The contracts, the licenses are now up. And Netflix does not have as much um, licensed out content that's attractive to subscribers. And Netflix has not been successful enough at creating their own original content to entice people to continue staying on Netflix, especially considering that every year they increase their prices. Factual. So what are we getting from Netflix? It's been almost every year. So like, what are we getting from Netflix now? We're getting Stranger Things, which... Sure, I'm excited for season sure. four of Stranger Things. It's been three years or whatever it is, but yep. hey. But outside of that, like, why why can't I just cancel my Netflix until the month that Stranger Things comes out? It's all going to come out in one day. It's not yeah. like I need the subscription for longer than the month I'm going to pay for it. Correct. And I'll pay 12 bucks or 16 bucks now for to watch stranger things and whatever movies came out, uh, Netflix originals that it's, came out, I'll, I can watch it all in that month and just cancel till the next year. I am 
of of the apps I subscribe to, Netflix is in the most danger of going because yeah. I'm not I'm not getting my money's worth, and the fact that they raise their price every single year is is a joke. Like for eight fifty or whatever it was, I thought it was a great deal. Oh yeah, for eight bucks, sure, I'll I'll tune in. And if they go from, I'm telling you, if they go from 16 back to 10, you're going to see a huge jump. Everybody will come back. I was going to get rid of it. I, I'm i tempted. I was going to, but I, I, and I share my Netflix with my parents. Sure. And so I told them like, hey, I think I'm getting rid of Netflix. And my mom was like, oh, I watch some stuff on there. So I'll just pay for it. And you stay, okay. it just keep the account. That's the only reason why I kept it. Otherwise, it, it was going to be gone a couple months ago. It's going. I hear you. It might be on the block for me. Yeah. Um, let's continue on. Liam Neeson's. Oh, I love. Neeson. Says that he would return to play Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, buddy. But only if it was for a movie. Oh, row row. Which does not leave anyone very hopeful for a at least a cameo in the obi-wan show coming up why we're, it doesn't sound like we're getting force ghost qui-gon uh later this month i needed some liam neeson's in this in this show i was so looking forward to it that is that's his whole thing that's his training yeah. on tatooine so we're trolling that i'm clearly. trolling that hard yeah i'm trolling that hard i mean he needs to come back i get it Liam Neeson was a big Neeson's was a big star, but it's kind of fading. Like the taken of it all has come and gone. And then all of the taken takeoffs that he did are like mm-hmm. just kind of serviceable. So I don't really think Liam Neeson's gets to uh, dictate those terms. I think he should just, I think it. that's fair too. Yeah. Um, there's also news that um, Darth Maul was, was written out of the Obi-Wan show once the creative or the writing team changed. Oh, really? Uh, so we are not getting Darth Maul in I Obi-Wan either. find that to be a grievous error, nice. as it were. Thank you. Nice. I like it. Uh, I, I think they should have him. Maybe not have him see Obi-Wan like in the first season, but maybe we see Maul doing some Maul stuff. Yeah. And then like that's a setup for the second season. But yeah, I, uh, I, think, that's, I think that's a misstep. I'm going to troll that news. Yeah, I'm trolling that as well. I think... Uh... Uh, and I think I've said this before. Darth Maul is my Boba Fett. Oh, okay. I think he's like our, like, because our generation, our generations, we got the episodes one through three when we were yes. kids. And Darth Maul to me is our generation's Boba Fett, where he was on screen for maybe 10 minutes total. But he was right. like the coolest thing we've ever seen, thing. especially with the double-sided lightsaber. I totally is agree with that. Easily the coolest lightsaber. There I is. do agree with that. Yes, um, that's a fact. So that to me is a disappointment that he is not, you know, all we've gotten so far is a little 
teaser in the Hans at the end of the Han Solo movie that we're never getting a sequel to. Correct. Um, all right, let's talk our suggestions from last week. Uh, Neil, you suggested for me the Mask of Zorro. I did. And Neil, I suggested to you a Netflix movie, ironically, yeah. The Atom Project. These are facts. What do you want to start with? Uh, why don't we start with you, sir? The trip down nostalgia lane. Okay. I was a big fan of the trip down nostalgia lane. I thought I you can't might be. remember the last time I've watched this movie. Um, it was just, it's fun. It is just fun, a really fun right? movie. It's yes. like a lot of, like you're getting the adventure, you're getting the sword fighting, um, you're getting kind of like very like serious stuff going on where it's like, you know, they're really getting into like the politics of what yeah. was happening with Mexico and Santa California Anna, yeah. and Spain and, you know, the Anthony Hopkins Zorro, he, his wife gets killed and his daughter is basically like stolen and raised by yeah. someone else and he gets thrown in jail for 20 years whatever it is um but then on the opposite side of that there's a bunch of like almost like slapstick comedy throughout which, the movie as well that it, it, which is very typical of like a movie from that era so an adventure kind of family quote-unquote movie from that era let's talk about those two things so one the comedy the slapstick the humor um i think it it made antonio banderas a household name and a star rightfully so yeah i think he's he is super capable of that kind of stuff yep absolutely okay uh and then I had the same feeling about a movie from that time period, late 90s. I think it was 98 or 99. And it's like, when was the la- what is the last movie that is like that? I haven't seen one like that in a while. Um, well, it's funny that the, and it's not the same thing, but I got a nostalgia vibe from the Adam Project watching that which is what Agreed. i said to you last week yes. in a different way but right. still of uh it reminded me of movies from the era that the mask of zorro came from and maybe maybe a little earlier um than the mask of zorro mask of zorro was like 90s um somewhere in there um i would say the the only thing that was off and it's it's really bad to say because he's so great is like is anthony hopkins like in hindsight right back back then you would never think it but maybe you would maybe you'd be like what is happening here but is (laughs) anthony hopkins the guy in with his whatever accent he's playing a spaniard He's he's, I, play, he's the old Zorro. Right. That's a little. I don't know, dude. I'm going to tell you. I, I mean, he's not... great. I love him. Yes. But it does, like, when you're older, like, take yeah. you out of it a little bit. I That's the thing. It didn't. I did not brush up against it at all. I brushed. He brushed. 
I brushed I, up against he it. He did bit. such a yeah. good job of like his intensity, his humor, and every, like that's why he, I think this is a perfect example. That's why you hire an actor to act. Yeah. Like he nailed those scenes with his daughter, Catherine Zeta Jones. He nailed the intensity of having like this arch, his arch nemesis take his infant daughter mm-hmm. away. Like, I just, I get it. Like, I did, I did not, I did not fumble with that. I did not brush up against it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, overall, I was very happy with my trip down memory lane. Agreed. I'm glad. I'm glad. I enjoyed watching that again. I'm glad you took that trip. All right. So, the what did project. you think of the Adam Project? I enjoyed the hell out of it. It was. It's a yes for me, dog. I, and and it goes back to our point of Netflix. That is maybe the only bright light on there currently. <laughs> like when they do these these hits, like they, so. Netflix was was this one and was it red notice or was that hbo red notice was netflix Netflix. as well so that is like it these um like i guess we you we would call them we used to call them like event movies or event things where it's like this big thing is coming out you're going to go see it it's a you know it's a one-time hit it's a something it could be maybe it's a franchise starter and we got to see this like those things that netflix are doing at this moment are working, but they have no mainstays. Um, but anyway, so the Adam project, I got a nostalgia vibe, but what I equated it to was, do you remember for like New Jersey or for my area, it was channel 48 and it was the sci-fi channel. Yeah. I got a very, like this movie would have definitely aired on the sci-fi channel growing up. Oh yeah, definitely. Where it came out in theaters, maybe it had a following, maybe it didn't, yeah. but it would get its following from TV. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like I like the concept. I think the kid stole the show. Oh, he was awesome. He was so yeah. good. The kid stole the show. He was great. He's a he's a star in the making. That one. Yeah, hundred. Especially holding his own. Like he was going just punch for punch with Ryan Reynolds too. Yeah, and and often nailing it, often yeah. being funnier. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, I I think doing an excellent job. This Red Notice, he's he is. We're in the Reynolds essence. Uh, it's a good. This is a good time to be alive. He this felt Guardians of the Galaxy e with yeah, and without the. Coincidentally, having uh, Zoe Saldana in it, correct as well. Correct, yeah, I did like that. Um, and I also like the. Although I I heard it wasn't de aging, it wasn't CGI, it was deep fake technology or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With um, now I'm blanking on her name. Yeah, it will come. She's in stuff. She is in stuff. (laughs) She has done many things. I can't think of them now, but she has done them. The Adam Project. Oh, Lord. What is her name? We have to discover it. 
I'll tell put, you in two seconds. Put our fan base on hold. I'll tell you in two seconds. I got this. It's um, Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener did an ex- excellent job. We're very proud of Catherine Keener. But yes, they they deep fake de-aged her as opposed to like digitally de-aging her or whatever Correct. it is. I don't understand the difference between the two, but apparently there is one. Um, and I just I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a it was a scotch long for me. Okay. I think we could have shortened it. And it was not altogether deep. Like I think they, they you know they wanted deepness and they provided uh, the necessary. What's the word? Contrivances. Like you've got okay, he's got a strained relationship with his mother. Okay, he doesn't understand. You know why his father spent so much time at work. Okay, the wife is lost in time somewhere, somewhere in the, in the right, right, right. Of history. Um, but I feel like pick one or two and hammer it home. Yeah, there was a little, there was a lot going on. Yeah. They were trying to take a lot of different um, ele- sci-fi elements and mush them into one movie. A little right. over ambitious. A little over ambitious. We had yeah. lightsabers, we had other stuff like, I, I I kind of appreciate I almost appreciated the fact that they didn't really explain their technology. They're just like, yeah, I have this thing and it does this and I right. we're gonna do you know like um, I was fine with that. Yeah, I was along for the ride. Yeah. And I also think while I enjoyed it, this would be a great movie for kids. Like this is a great movie a yes. parent can watch with their child. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. And a little little emotional, a little, little bit of a tearjerker at the end as well. Hang of emotion. You know, little, I think Jennifer Garner was uh, excellently utilized. She did good as well. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you enjoyed the movie. Um, we are going to do a mutual suggestion um, for this upcoming episode. That's and correct. Because... It will be coming out around May the 4th. And we've kind of teased this for a while now that we've always felt like we need to do a podcast where we talk about The Last Jedi. Yeah, we do. We have And so that's what we're going to do. We are going to watch The Last Jedi. We are going to discuss it in detail in in our next episode along with... uh, some more Moon Knight as usual um, but I, I'm thinking The Last Jedi might take up a good amount of our time because we are on opposite ends of The Last Jedi spectrum we 100% are um, so that's our little tease for next week um, as always we appreciate you all for listening to another episode of It Was All a Stream um, please if you would and you're enjoying the podcast like subscribe rate review wherever it is that you are listening we are on every major podcast platform we are also on a major website called food to the screen.com that's the number two the screen.com 
Neil. We have to say to the people. Stream on, everybody.